Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. And how are you doing on this lovely Marvel's release day? So today we are talking about the Marvels. I had the pleasure of seeing it last night at my regular AMC theater. And I don't know how I can help you. I, I know many of you are probably making decisions on whether to actually go see this in theaters or whether or not to see this um, on Disney Plus and just wait for it. I don't know what direction I can push you, but I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be straightforward, and I'm not going to keep you super long. I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say here, but I imagine there are going to be spoilers. That's not my plan, but I'm just going to be talking. So if you're not interested in spoilers right now, I would say put this on hold, come back later. But in the meantime, let's talk about the Marvels. So the Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta, stars Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, Iman Vellani in her debut feature film role, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Za Ashton. Look it, I, this is entertaining. It's fun trash. I've used that phrase before, fun trash, where a movie that it's fun, it's entertaining, you like it, you enjoy it, but you know it's not good. That's what this is. This fits in that category of just fun trash. I would put it in the same category as, you know, The Flash, um, Haunted Mansion, what else? Uh, Till Death Do Us Part was another movie I saw. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. The Little Mermaid. Movies that I know are just not that good. They're not up to the standard that I expect from a quality film or a movie that takes itself that seriously, that it would call itself quality or market itself as such. But it just, just it's subpar. It's not good. But it's entertaining enough that I would probably watch it again just, you know, for funsies because I'm bored. I need something to do on a Saturday because I have time to kill before I go to church. Like. 
fun trash. That's what this movie is. That's, I think that's the best way to really describe it. It's fun trash. It's entertaining and it's goofy and it's funny, but it's just not quality. The plot is weak. The writing is weak. The acting is not all there. We get a little bit more from Brie Larson in terms of her character. I know that was the biggest, you know, um, obstacle for a lot of people. They did not like the way Brie Larson pre- portrayed that character, whether that's a Brie Larson issue or a writing issue or a Kevin Feige issue. Who knows? But a lot of people just did not like the way she portrayed that character and also some things she said, you know, offset in interviews. Understandably so. I think we get a little bit more emotion from Captain Marvel. We get a little more of a woman who is dealing with some guilt and shame, but it's still a very wooden portrayal. She's still very stiff and maybe that's her personality, but on camera and on film, it just doesn't look, she doesn't look appealing. She's not someone that I want to root for. If that makes sense. And that's sad. I've been a Brie Larson fan for a very long time. Okay. We're talking since sleepover since her album finally out of PE. I was actually listening to some of those songs on the way to the movie theater. Like it was, you know, on my shuffle. So I know she's better than what she's giving here. I know she's, there's more in her than this, but that it's still, we're not getting much more than what we got from Captain Marvel. Now, Tiana Paris, she was in Nia DaCosta's last film, Candyman. Now, I did a little review on my thoughts on Candyman. You can go back and listen to that or go watch the little TikTok video I did that's also on YouTube. It's easier to find, I think, than on TikTok. And I did not care for that movie at all. I thought that movie was very boring. I thought the character development was A lot of the issues that I had with Candyman, I have with this movie. Now, a lot of people will argue, say, is it a Nia DaCosta problem? Is it a Kevin Feige problem? Here's the thing. Nia DaCosta is the director. She's the one calling the shots behind the camera. And she's also one of the co-writers. So in terms of the writing being weak, the plot being weak, that's on her and her co-writers. I'm not going to put that on Kevin Feige. Not at all. There are definitely... the fact that he even came up with this idea in the first place before people even got a taste as to whether or not they wanted to see more of Kamala Khan is crazy to me. Production for this movie went started before Kamala Khan even hit Disney plus. So it was doomed from the start and they didn't know that that's unfortunate. Right. But it is what it is. And, uh, Yeah, I mean, fun trash. So Tiana Paris is not, we don't get anything. There's no character development here. We don't get a sense of who these characters are, their personalities. They're not really whole people. Again, this is a gripe that I have with Marvel and that we're supposed to watch all these other projects in order to get more of who these characters are. And then we're supposed to bring all of that with us. But what about those of us who don't really feel like watching an entire miniseries or two whole miniseries, because you have to watch two whole miniseries and a movie just to get this one hour and 45 minute film. I, everything I needed, I should have gotten here. You have other Marvel movies that are kind of interconnected with other movies where we still get more character development, even though we may have been introduced to that character in another movie. They've been able to do that. I think this is really a Nia DaCosta problem. I didn't see her first movie, Little Woods, but this was definitely an issue I had with her in Candyman is that she just doesn't seem to know what to do with character development. She doesn't know how to properly flesh flesh out characters. She doesn't even know how to properly flesh out a story. The story here is incredibly weak. The plot is weak. This movie really depends on you, the viewer, watching WandaVision, Miss Marvel, and Captain Marvel in order to really get the complete story here. 
this was also my gripe with Black Panther, oddly enough. But yeah, I, Tiana Paris is just, she's just okay. She does a good job. Her acting's not terrible. The character is just poorly written. Now we get to Kamala Khan. It's the same issues in terms of the character development in that she's very flat. What we get from Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, she's the young blood in this, like 16, 17 years old high schooler. You know, she's so excited to be meeting Captain Marvel for the first time and seeing Nick Fury. And she's just starstruck and just happy to be along for the ride. Like she just wants to help. And But she's very much a caricature of a teen girl meeting her idols. It's almost like you're a teen girl meeting her idols. Play that. We don't get a sense of her character in this. Thank God I watched the first three episodes of Ms. Marvel because I would have been very like, who is she? What what what's what are her struggles? What 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 are we getting here? We don't get any of that. These women really don't seem to have any struggles or dimension. But in spite of all of that, in spite of you know Amon Vellani being given this caricature to play, she's the life of the party. She carries this movie. When it's when we talk about this movie, when people say, "Oh, the movie's fun," and the movie's goofy, it's you know it's a laugh. They're talking about Kamala Khan and her family in this movie. I really, honestly, they should have just given us a Miss Marvel movie. I know that probably would have done worse to the box office because the ratings were so low for the television show. But looking at this now, she could have carried, she could have carried her own Marvel movie. We could have had a full developed real story with this young lady on the big screen. She carried this movie. She was the life and the heart of this movie. She was the soul of the movie. She gave this movie a little more dimension. Um, than what the script allowed her to have. She was everything. Um, so when people say, yeah, the movie's fun, it's lighthearted, it's goofy, they're talking about Kamala Khan. They're talking about the freaking rookie, okay? The, the, the only role she's ever played is Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. This is only her second project. I don't even think she really wanted to be an actor. Like she, she's just a big fan and is literally living the dream right now and yet she is carrying and giving more than these veterans. Again, I've been a fan of Brie Larson's for a very long time, and we're right about the same age. So she's been doing this for at least, God, almost 30 years, almost 30 years. I'm not sure how long Tiana Paris has been doing this. Samuel L. Jackson has been doing this forever. Let's be real here. And yet... The heart and life and soul of this movie is in the 20-year-old rookie playing a teenage girl. Yeah, the movie is just weak on all the 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 points that where there needs to be strength. I think this project or the the I don't know if the project was too big for Nia DaCosta. I don't know if the assignment was too big. I don't know if she was just too immature in her journey as a director, if she just wasn't quite ready for it. I imagine she was hired not because she's capable, but because she was easy to manipulate and control. We're starting to see a lot of, a lot of the more capable directors who've had a hand in the Marvel universe leave and, you know, get out of Dodge. I imagine that Nia DaCosta was chosen. Number one, she's a black female. So that just looks good. The first black female director for a Marvel film. And two, she's young and inexperienced and she wants experience. So she's easier to manipulate and control. And, you know, Kevin Feige is able to do more of what he wants and put more of his input into the film. And she being, you know, a little more inexperienced takes a step back naturally. 
Now, once she gets more under her belt, she gains some more experience, gets more of a foothold, she's less easier to manipulate and control. But I honestly think that was one of the reasons she was hired because given the last major feature film she did, it just wasn't a good movie. Yeah, it made money, but it made money because number one, it was Candyman, and two, Jordan Peele's name was attached to it. No one came to see this movie because, oh my God, y'all, the Nia DaCosta film. Nobody cares. She's not there yet. She'll get there eventually, but she's not there yet. I, I don't know what they were thinking, honestly, but that's just my honest opinion. My biggest takeaway from this movie is they should have given Miss Marvel her own movie. They should have just rolled the, to- the, the coattails of... Kamala Khan and just went with that. I think that would have been the direction to go because people really don't care much for Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Nobody really knows who Tiana Paris's character, Monica Rambeau is outside of WandaVision. And like, really, why was she even there? I don't understand. Like she was kind of a pointless character. She was just kind of pointless. Even her, you know, abilities didn't seem to add much to the team it was just awkward. Everything about this was awkward. The chemistry was decent between the three ladies, but the movie itself was just very awkward. Speaking of... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, 
awkward. And here's where the spoilers come in. Just two things that to me were just very awkward. Number one, so the part of the premise here is that whenever they use their powers at the same time, there's some sort of entanglement in the force or whatever it is that causes them to switch places because they all three of them have a light based powers. They didn't really commit to that. They had like one little moment, a couple little moments where their powers, are, they're switching places using their powers and it proves to be a bit of a problem. They use it to create a cool little action sequence that again, I think Kamala Khan shines the most in, but then they resolve it. They figure out how to work together as a team so that when they switch places, they're still working together and then it's not a problem. This could have been a plot point that could have been a thread throughout the entire movie, but instead they kind of cut it off. And and even when they cut it off, they could have taken it to a place where it became something extraordinary, and it didn't. It was just awkward. Something else that was awkward is at one point they go to this planet that is like 90% water, 99% water, and this is on this planet, their language is singing. So you have to sing your words or else they don't understand what you're talking about. So it's this awkward musical moment that just falls flat because they don't commit to it. I feel like if you're going to do something completely outrageous and out of place, then commit to it. Make it make sense within the movie. Give us a reason to indulge and engage with this scene. Don't just put it in our face and then take it away. We really don't get an opportunity to figure out what this is before we stop cringing, if that makes sense. So there are a couple of little things in this movie where they start something that could be something big, but then they cut short and it's awkward and it's cringe and it's weird. Now, here's where we get to the real spoilers. So is there an in-credit scene? No, there is a mid-credit scene. And it's what everyone has been saying on the internet. It's Mr. Beast. So this is all supposed to be a tie-in to future X-Men movies because, you know, he talks about, you know, Charles, Professor X. And we see uh, Maria Rambo, Monica Rambo's mom, who passed away from cancer prior to this movie coming out. And... She seems to not know that she's Monica's or yeah, Monica's mom. Apparently she's Maria Rambo from a different alternate reality or whatever. Is this multiverse? I don't know. Someone explain it to me. And it, it looks cool. It got me excited because I like X-Men. Out of all the happenings in um the Marvel universe of things, I like X-Men. I'm all about X-Men. There are very few superhero movies that I'll watch on repeat. The first X-Men movie, absolutely 100%. I will watch the thing on repeat. I love the X-Men. Absolutely adore it. So that got me a little excited. But I think for a lot of you who go watch this movie and you find the movie itself to be lackluster, that mid credit scene will trick you into believing that you watched a great movie and you didn't. So don't watch that end credit scene thinking, oh my God, it was so awesome. I, I guarantee that'll probably be the only thing you're talking about is the end credit scene. And also the very last scene, or one of them, if I remember correctly, is it seems to be there's going to be another project involving Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop, I believe is her name from Hawkeye, um, Hallie Steinfeld's character. I never watched Hawkeye, but I recognize, I know Hallie Steinfeld. I've been a fan of her since True Grit. So I knew she was part of the project, but I was never really all that interested in watching the television show. Proud of her nonetheless. But you, she makes a little appearance. This is something I didn't know about until I saw the movie and I was like, oh, look at Hallie. But 
Yeah, it looks like there's going to be some sort of tie-in. They're trying to create a new Avenger, Avengers team with some of the young bloods. That's the, you know, that was the illusion. Um, that's what they alluded to. And, um, you know, has this, Kamala Khan has this moment of confidence before she remembers she's a teenage girl and this girl is much more experienced than she is. She's like, please. She's like, I want you on my team. And it's so cute. It's kind of, it's a little cute moment, but yeah, there, there goes another one. This has always been my biggest gripe with Marvel. And I, this is a comment that I get a lot, especially from Marvel fans. I got this a lot whenever I reviewed Black Panther and Wakanda forever and saying, Oh, well, you have to watch the, read the comics or you have to watch the movies in order to understand what's happening. No, no, I shouldn't have to do all that. I have never read a Marvel comic book in my life. Never have I ever. I can't read them. I get nauseous. I tried when I was little, couldn't do it. Got nauseous. It's unfortunate and sad because if that were not the case, I probably would have read graphic novels because I like pretty things and I like nice colors. So I've never in my life read a Marvel comic book. And yet I was able to watch Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. What else? All of these movies, just fine. Two Avengers movies. Three, actually. The first one, um, Age of Ultron and Infinity War. I didn't see Endgame. No, I haven't seen Endgame yet. Don't yell at me. I was able to watch all of these movies just fine, having not not knowing who any of these villains are beforehand, able to watch them just fine and able to really articulate and understand what's going on, having not seen any original source material. That's what these movies should be. Yes, obviously you want to bring in your comic book fans and give them something to root for, but you have to keep in mind that you're also engaging an audience that has no idea what any of this is. And I think the first couple of Marvel movies did a great job of giving the comic book fans what they want, but also giving people something like me something to indulge in and dive into and love and enjoy and giving me a reason to kind of follow into the next one. It's not that hard, but you have a couple of these movies that are basically just filler because they need you to watch this project and this project and this project. And you have to read this comic book in order to understand this one movie. I should be able to get everything I need in this one project. I should be able to get the full scope of this character in this one project. I should be able to get the full scope of this one villain in this project. I should be able to get a, a, a fully fleshed out plot in this one project. But this is my issue with a lot of the Marvel movies that are coming out right now. They need you to watch this many television shows, this many movies in order to understand and fully engage in what's happening in this one movie. It's in, in an hour and 45 minute movie. That's not even worth much. What, it, what sense does it make to leave half of your audience confused? I don't get it. Parental units. This is the part of the podcast where I answer your most burning question. Is this movie appropriate for my child? Now, this movie, last I checked, is rated PG-13. There's strong language, violence, the usual with a Marvel film. Um, nothing too crazy in terms of language because it is PG-13. If it was anything stronger than the S word, I think it would be teetering on a rated R rating. So, you know, just mainly the S word. And that's about it. Um, the violence is normal for your average cap, you know, Marvel film. But I will say this, um, this movie, the target audience is 
you know, preteen and teen girls. This is a girls kind of movie. The target audience for this is not boys. Not to say that your your son will not enjoy this movie. Don't hear me say that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying is a parent. Just keep that in mind. This is a movie that is more geared towards boys towards girls. That's it. That's the target audience here. Will your son enjoy it? I think so. I I I know so. I think you're, you know, teenage or middle-aged middle middle-aged middle school age kid son will definitely enjoy this movie. I just think it's worth noting. That is the target audience for this movie, girls. And that's it. But, you know, the usual thing that I tell you is, you know, you know your family, you know your child, you know your values and filter everything through that. But other than that, it's your typical Marvel movie. If this is something that's normal for your family, this isn't any different. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie. So that was The Marvels, directed by Nia DaCosta. Just to sum it all up, I thought it was fun trash. It's entertaining enough. It's just not a quality-made Marvel movie. It's subpar in comparison to the rest. If I'm being real with you, I enjoyed The Flash more than I enjoyed this movie. And that's saying something. Or not. I don't know. But yeah, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it, but it's just not quality. I don't know what else to tell you. So what's coming up? We have the Hunger Games prequel coming out next week. Yes, I'm still reading the book. Leave me alone. I'm I'm getting somewhere. We're making progress. So you'll get a review for that next week. However, tonight I am seeing the Christian musical Journey to Bethlehem. It is the um, nativity story set to music, I guess. I know Lecrae is in this movie, so shall be interesting. I I don't know how I feel about that. But I'm going to watch it and I'll let you know what I think. So... What else is coming up? So we have the Hunger Games movie coming out next week. I am also seeing Wish next Saturday. And then I'm seeing Saltburn the Tuesday after. And I'm also going to see Napoleon that night. So the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I just have to get my ticket for Napoleon. And I'll probably end up getting that right after I see um, Journey to Bethlehem. I'm just waiting for a AMC A-list reservation to free itself up because I have tickets coming out of my nose. Also, there's going to be another AMC screen unseen on the 27th that Monday. This one's going to be rated R with a runtime at around two hours. My guess is American fiction. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. I can't think of anything else that it would be that would be rated R. Maybe Ferrari? Quite possibly. The bike riders? Maybe? I don't know. I don't don't know the runtime for the bike riders. I really want to see that movie. Also, the strike is over. That just reminded me. The strikes are done. People are getting back to work. I am waiting for the board of SAG people to vote on the tentative agreement so that they can release it so we can all look at it and see what it is and what it says and what they got. And so I can talk about it, essentially. So, yay. Which means I, there are, there's content that I've been wanting to do but haven't been able to do because of the strike. And I can't wait. I am excited. So yeah, that's what's happening in my neck of the woods. Let me know if you see the Marvels. Let me know what your theaters look like, because that is the big question is, how is this movie going to do this weekend? I saw this, you know, obviously Thursday night, but this is a Marvel movie. I expected there to be more people. I saw Oppenheimer on a Thursday night, and that theater, that IMAX theater was full, was full. Crazy. So I expected there to be more people. I figured there would be, but there was maybe 20 to 30 people in my theater, So let me know what your theaters look like. Let me know what you think of the movie. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Tell me what you thought. 
But anyways, I love you very much. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for all your support. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.